Welcome wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans. And we appreciate you joining us for episode 18. I'm your host, representing the old school wrestling fan and your favorite barber, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Andy. I'm also your host and no selling wrestling indie fan, Jeremy. All right, guys, we got a great show planned for today. Today we're going to be covering NXT releases, Seth, Rom- Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns, Danielson versus Hangman, and more. But uh, actually, big news for the show starting off before we get going. This is our first full video episode, and we've been hoping to do this for a long time, and we're finally doing it. Um, so if you want to watch us this week, as well as listen along, head on over to our YouTube page, and you can uh, watch the full video there. And while you're there, please like and subscribe. And if you can, go please leave a review on iTunes or rate us that high five-star Dave Meltzer five-star rating on Spotify. Uh, for t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com backslash the PW fan to get your pocket logo shirt and become part of the PW fan crew in 2022. And uh, one last thing before we get going today, I wanted to take a minute to thank our sponsor, One Stop Wrestling. Go to onestopwrestling.com for news, updates, interviews, and more. All right, guys. First time on video, let's start the show. Andy, you're up. All right, we're going to kick off with uh, Raw this week. Uh, the show opened up with Paul Heyman in the ring, and then Brock Lesnar comes out. Um, Brock thanks Roman Reigns. He says things like he's the real champion. Um, he, he also, I love that he did this, but they're in South Carolina, Carolina and he says, South Carolina, acknowledge me. Um, so a little throwing a shade at uh, Roman. Um, but, well, Andy, we were talking, you told him to, didn't he tell him to shut up at one point? That's, we'll cover that on SmackDown, actually. That's coming okay, later in the show. Okay. Yeah, because there's another right. segment with these guys um, later in the week. But, um, so after after the Acknowledge Me stuff, um, they talk about the original Fatal 4-Way that was supposed to be for day one is now scheduled uh, as the main event of the show to determine the number one contender for Brock. Um, after this, Paul Heyman goes through each members of uh, that Fatal 4-Way and talks about each one individually. But uh, one part of this I wanted to actually point out is that when they got to Big E, you know, Paul Heyman says he has nothing but respect for Big E. Big E was a great champion. He had he said, I have nothing bad to say about him. Um, so I thought that was that was pretty cool of him to do. But uh, yeah, so I really like, you know, as as short as it was, I liked Big E's title run i'm glad that he got that opportunity i hope he gets that opportunity again at another point it's kind of a bummer the way that it ended like we discussed on last week last week's episode but you know i don't think this means anything's going to be over for him i think he's still going to be in the title picture he'll probably float around on the main event on one of the two shows i think we're going to see more biggie i mean the new day guys uh kofi has been around forever he's reinvented himself he's and the new day has it's almost been probably what like eight years the new day's been a thing so they have continued to stay relevant i think all three of these guys are just gonna keep being a big part of the show so 
I I just wanted to say overall I enjoyed Biggie's run. It's a shame how it ended, but uh, I'm glad that he at least had the opportunity like the other two guys. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, and we'll see what Xavier Xavier's on the rise right now. That's the next guy that they're, you know, get yep, behind. Kofi. I feel like every guy in the New Day's got an opportunity. Yeah, I hope so. Xavier Woods is really yeah. good. I hope uh, one day he gets something. What was next? Yeah, his matches are always fun. So to after it's around like hope. Oh yeah, always. Um. So later on in the show, uh, Edge and Beth challenged Miz and Maurice to uh, uh, intergender tag team match at the Rumble, and I think we all, you know, kind of saw this coming after the day one pay per view and Beth coming out. Um, I'm kind of happy. They didn't save it for Mania because I'd like Edge to have like a singles match there or something rather than do this. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think it was kind of cool seeing them come out together, Edge and Beth Phoenix. Uh, it was kind of funny that all the memes about them because Beth, how they look together with their kind of wild hair. And it was kind of like the crazy aunt and uncle coming out. But um, it was kind of cool. I think, I guess it's good for edge and miz but it's better than them one-on-one again yeah i thought that you know like i said on a few episodes back i thought things were going to be different this time around for edge's run uh but you know if if this is the route they're going edge seems excited about it he's working with his wife and uh the miz over the years has been very to be fair you know whether you like his character or not He's always been reliable. He's always been there. You don't hear about like like any actual drama with him. He's never really hurt anybody. He doesn't really get hurt. I've never really even heard of him being out long term for an injury. Um so, you know, I can see a lot of reasons why Edge is looking forward to working with the Miz. And uh, you know, both of these guys get to work with their wives too, so they probably enjoy that as well. Uh, not everything has to be a barn burner Tokyo Dome match. So I, I, I think it'll be fun overall. We'll see. I mean, Beth Phoenix is great. The Miz is good. Edge is great. I mean, Maurice was never like a, like a, like a, like a worker worker, but I mean, she also has a presence and she's, she had the divas title. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm not going to like, you know, crap all over it before we see, because I think all the people involved are pretty reliable and do the best they can. Yeah, I think um, I would assume the big thing about the storyline for Edge is that he's never worked with his wife before, so it's probably a nice little bucket list thing, you know, to do before he retires. Yeah. Um, but moving on from that, I wanted to talk about the AJ Styles and Omos match, which I'm surprised they did it on a Raw. Um, how do you guys feel about this? AJ lost to Omos in pretty quick fashion. It was pretty much, you know, completely Omos dominated of a match. Like, I don't know. AJ put up a good fight against Brock Lesnar. Um, <laughs> I forget which pay-per-view it was, uh, but... You know, it's I, I. It was Survivor Series, actually. Actually, I believe. Um, but yeah, I just I thought they would make AJ wrestle Amos a little bit 
longer or put up a more of a fight. Yeah, it felt like a huge uh, disrespect to AJ, really. I know they probably didn't mean it like that, but it just, I don't know, didn't feel right for him to lose like that. Yeah, I haven't really been. I wasn't a fan of the pairing in the beginning. I'm not really a fan of the feud now. I don't really, I'm, look, I'm not, I'm just, instead of like being negative and like saying stuff about it, I'm just going to say I'm looking forward to when AJ moves on beyond this because apparently he just signed an, another contract. That's what I read. Did you guys hear anything about that? No, I haven't seen anything. I wouldn't be surprised though. Yeah, I, I mean, read, I read he signed, he signed a, I don't know if it's an extension or. But I think that's where he's going to end his career. People, I, I do too. I would love to see, I would love to see the AEW dream matches, you know, and, and the the Kenny match, the Kenny Omega match, especially. But I just don't know if it's ever going to happen, especially now because AJ's probably entering his mid forties. He is mid forties now. Mid-40s. Yeah, he's already mid forties, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So you know who? I don't know. Um, yeah, I did, I did read something. He, I think he would be interested in being a coach at NXT, you know, down the line, which I can totally see him, you That'd know, fitting in there. Yeah. Um, they don't fire him, but we'll get into it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm going to hop to the main event of the show. The main event of the show was the original schedule, originally scheduled a uh, fatal four way for day one. Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens versus Big E. The winner of this match is going to the Rumble to face uh, Brock Lesnar. And the winner of the match was Bobby Lashley. So for the first time ever, Bobby Lashley and Brock will meet one-on-one in the ring. I know day one was the first time they were ever in the ring beforehand, but this is the first time, you know. Back in the day, it was a singles, like, dream match. Um, And it's surprising that they never you know, locked up before this. So, um, yeah, I, I, I guess if I was going to predict it, I would say Brock is probably going to win based off what I've, you know, heard, um, that they're trying to go with Brock and Roman down the line. But, uh, yeah, you guys feel about this Lashley and Lesnar match coming up. It's kind of crazy. It took them this long to do it. Like for you saying that was the first time they're ever going to fight. It's like, uh, I don't know. How's Vince not seen this like 10 years ago or whoever, however long ago when they were to in their prime, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, this is something back in like 2005, 2006. I used to probably 2006. I would be like, dude, what if like Brock Lesnar came back and then him and Bobby Lashley? Because, you know, they're both huge. And I used to think the same thing about Brock and Batista. I always wanted them to have a feud. I honestly don't know how it would have gone, like, as far as, like, the matches and stuff. Uh, Bobby but, Lashley doesn't age. Yeah, but first way. of all, Bobby Lashley is, like, super athletic. Brock's very athletic. Uh, they both move around, like, freakish for their size. So, I mean, probably be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Um you know, sometimes I wish Brock wrestled like he uh, used to back in the day. Um, but 
you know, I you think it's going to be like a Kurt Angle collegiate. Style. Yeah, I mean, I, I I loved it. I loved it. You know, he yeah, was like fast style. Yeah. yeah, he was like fast pace. Um, you know, he wrestled a lot, like you know, um, Jason Jordan, Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin, Kurt Angle. It's a particular style that these amateur got, and and when I say amateur, I mean amateur wrestling. Uh, these like these Olympic and college guys when they come to WWE, they kind of do this hybrid of this Olympic style or that amateur style mixed with pro wrestling. And I think it's awesome, but Brock doesn't really do that anymore. Now he, he's more into like just suplexing people like yeah a million times. It's all good. It's just Lashley's also, and it has the amateur wrestling background. So that's kind of why I was like, Oh, yeah. it'd be interesting for, but they those move great. Styles. I mean, they're huge, yeah. but they move for sure. For sure. Um, so that wraps up Raw, though. Before we get into Dynamite this week, um, I, again, every time I bring up NXT, I got to say, I know we don't cover the show, but uh, New Year's Evil was last week, and the main event was Braun Breaker versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT uh, championship, and Braun Breaker won. Um, afterwards, Crazy. Tommaso, yeah, Ciampa, it was a really good match, actually. There's really um, nothing else. Ciampa yeah, posted it was. A photo online and it was on his Instagram I believe and it just made it seem like you know he was leaving in some sort of fashion I know he's said in the past he would retire in NXT or didn't want to go to the main roster but um, apparently after this week's Smackdown there was a dark match between him and Pete Dunne so I don't know where they're headed uh, if he's gonna go up to the main roster or it's like what else could he do in NXT though it's kind of my thing you know, what do you, do you guys think? See that e- how do you guys either, or how, sorry, how do you see those two guys being used on the main roster? I mean, just based yeah. off other things that we've seen from NXT. Yeah, just based off, like, I'm just saying, if we're going off the track record of people from the black and gold NXT era going up to the main roster, it's not always good. No, my uh, hopes for them are not good. Wasn't uh, not Keith Lee, but I think there's a few other ones who did a bunch of dark matches and then never debuted and just got released. Because I feel like they're just doing it with these two, and they'd be like, "We don't have to do with them. We're just gonna keep doing this to keep them busy." Well, I know yeah. Walter for the past couple Walter for the past couple months has been doing dark matches, and NXT UK just yeah. revealed that he's gonna have his final match against um, Ben Carter. Who I've talked to you about him. Walter's Tim, but, too uh, good for WWE. Well, unfortunately, he uh, he never wanted to move to America, but him and his wife had separated, and he's. Pro- I think I read he's more open to it now. Um, but yeah, NXT UK is having his final match against Ben Carter, who I've talked to you about. Tim was trained at uh, Seth Rollins' uh, wrestling school. Um, he's really good, so that should be a good oh, match. Okay, but, yeah, but um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who you were talking about, Jeremy, that they just never did anyway. Like, they would bring people to do dark matches, but then they would just go yeah. back to NXT. Yeah, it was, it was a bunch of people. Yeah. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see what they do with Tommaso. But speaking of NXT, still, there were a lot of releases this week, and they weren't really superstar releases. They were coaches, um, producers, referees. And they were all from the Triple H era of NXT. Um, 
they released William Regal, which was probably the biggest shocker to me. Um, I don't know about you guys. They released I, Samoa. I can't be- dude, I can't believe it. He started, like, the UK brand. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy to me. Um, they released Timoth- Timothy Thatcher, who was... I mean, even if you don't like Triple H. Yeah, even if we don't like Triple H, it's just no, like, dude... I, I agree I agree with you, Jeremy. It's like, God, like... If, if there's something wrong with their actual performance and coaching, like, I see a reason to, like, let someone go. But if it's just because they're connected with that era, it's just like, God... Like super petty. I don't know. Uh, you had Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe got released, who I believe had been coaching Timothy Thatcher, who hadn't been on NXT TV for a while, but um, was also coaching. Um, Scott Armstrong was another guy that was released. It's just like no wonder what the company's making <laughs> more money than ever before is because getting rid of all these people, but with all these people gone, how do you replace like the, the job still needs to be replaced. You need coaches. You can't just get rid of every coach and then, then no one can be taught. I don't know. I don't know if they are replacing. Them. And I don't think they did these decisions with knowing what they were going to do, to be honest with you. I think that, yeah, I mean, literally, this is they're they're just trying to get rid of whatever that was left of the old regime. Basically, what do you got, Shawn Michaels? There still? That's all that's left, man. <laughs> Shawn Michaels. That's pretty, it. pretty much. <laughs> Maybe Matt Bloom. I love Shawn. Since we're watching on video, we can take advantage, man. I got the I got a, like a Shawn shrine up here, but yes, like, that you man, do. He can only do so much. He's one guy. So, I'm sure more releases will eventually happen, but let's get into Dynamite this week. Um, This week's Dynamite, it was the first Dynamite on TBS, and it's all a viewership of over a million, right, Tim? Yeah, so, I mean, they changed to a different station, so that's huge. I mean, it's the same, I guess, network family being Turner, but they went to TBS, so there's always that fear of... Uh, you know, will people not be able to find you and things like that? And I mean, they still broke over a million uh, in the ratings, so that's excellent. It's awesome. Real competition, that's for sure. Now, well, I just can I throw in like a side note here, if you don't mind. So, you know, on the show, we always talk about things from like a uh, fan perspective. And Jeremy, I met him. Because I, I'm a barber, and, you know, like I say in the beginning of the show, but I'm a barber, and I met Jeremy through him being a client at the shop. And recently, somebody asked, how's the podcast going? Because people, you know, people are like, oh, what do you do when you're not at work? That kind of thing. And how's the podcast going? And I told him. And uh, this guy really doesn't know anything about wrestling. He probably hasn't watched it since, you know, whenever. <laughs> and he said... Well, isn't wrestling like kind of popular right now? Like, isn't it wrestling kind of big again? And in my head, because I've been, I never really stopped watching it. I'm like, I said, well, there's a lot of wrestling. There's a lot of content. And I I didn't really know how to like confirm or deny what he was saying. But it was just interesting to me that somebody who's not a fan of wrestling, their perception of modern day pro wrestling is 
oh, isn't that like kind of popular and cool again? Which I'm like, if it is, because I don't know, right? Like we're we're in. Yeah, we're too I mean, we I don't we never got out, out, so it's I don't like, know if yeah. it's yeah, I don't know if it is or it isn't. But if that is the perception that it is, quote unquote, like getting like big again with more general people, like I think that's great. Like the more people watching, the better, which I just thought it was interesting. And I, I didn't mean to go on a tangent, but it's just a kind of a, a funny side note, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, So this Dynamite, we the show opened up with Brian Danielson versus Hangman Adam Page. It's a rematch for the AW Championship because their last match ended in a uh, draw due to time limit. So this one was going to have no time limit. Or at the end of the time limit, they had judges that were going to determine, you know, based on how the match went, who um, was winning it. Kind of like boxing or, or UFC. If it gets to, you know, all, all the rounds, it's who dominated the match the most. Awesome match. Uh, they got bloody in this one. But your winner in the end was Adam Page. Um I think it. I, I still think it's the right decision. I don't think you should take the belt off of him yet. But it was a really awesome match. I'm curious where Danielson goes from here and who he wrestles against next. But uh, yeah, what you guys think of the match? It was another long one. It wasn't as long though. Yeah, it was about half. So what, 35 minutes instead of the 60 minutes. Um, but uh, yeah, Danielson. Uh, that's his first like actual loss because he's had two tie or two draws, and the rest he's won. Yep. So that was his first loss uh, in AEW. But yeah, this I I actually prefer this match more so than the I. first one. And Danielson really got bloody, and I I was kind of concerned for a second because they did call the doctor over. But I mean, I know it was fine, but <laughs> it, it was like that dark blood when you see, when yep, you see it. Yep. How about you, Tim? But that was that was a great match. I, I love the ending too. He looked like he cut the meat a little too deep. You know what I'm saying? on that <laughs> on that uh on that blade job but no um man that match was awesome they i i'm our group chat <laughs> my comment about the match when we were watching it live was i think i said something like damn this match is crazy or something like that yeah 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 <laughs> so it, was, it was in the middle i mean it was like close to the finish I think he had just given him a dead eye on like the apron or something like that. It was, it was great. I loved it. Uh, Danielson's a master at his craft, and Hangman was in there keeping up with him every step of the way. Awesome match. I like the blood, you know, that it adds the extra layer of violence. Uh, but it was, I don't want to say it was tasteful because there was a lot of it, but it was it added to the intensity of the match. So I. I and like you guys were saying, yeah. I enjoyed it. Not that I didn't like the first one, because the first one is kind of a, a masterpiece in its own way. But this one was knockdown, drag out, fight, uh, very you know different le- level of violent, which I really liked. Uh, yeah. How many headbutts? Okay, actually, can I throw that one thing out there? <laughs> I know people, and especially on Twitter, are going to be like, "Oh, that was great." That was actually the only part of the match I didn't like. I was like. Because it got to the point where it was, like, so many where I was like, okay, nice. <laughs> like, it's literally, like, we're getting into, like, 40 now. You know what I mean? Yeah, they did, like, the that yay boo uh, segment with, like, headbutts instead, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, no, the beginning was cool, and then 
when they would stop and then he would like run to the mm-hmm. other side and then like headbutt him, I was like, all right, yeah. I'm not really feeling this part. But the match was nonetheless, <laughs> all right? And I mean, I don't even mean to be like disrespectful, just for me. But it was a awesome, awesome match. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens with both guys um, in their next, you know, feuds going forward. Um, after the match, though, we had a, a promo from the acclaimed, which uh, then led into our second match of the night, which was MJF versus Captain Sean Dean. CM Punk runs out before the match even starts, and uh, I believe he just does a GTS to Captain Sean Dean, who is now the winner via DQ. And this was all done to give MJF a starting record of the new year of zero and one. Um, <laughs> which from the you know from isn't it nice when wins and losses matters? Yeah. So uh, at first I was like, "What the hell is he doing?" I was like, "Is he going to heal or something?" And then I was like, "Oh, it's just it's like it's like sorry, sorry, Captain Sean Dean, but God do this to get back at him, kind of thing." <laughs> Um, so then, you know, then we had MJF and CM Punk on the mic together, which is always really good. And there's a couple of things I want to talk about with you guys about their promo. Um, I'm trying to remember what the joke was exactly. Maybe you guys can, uh, help me out. But all I wrote down was they made a joke about Roddy Piper and I don't remember exactly what was said, but, um, I think I think it came from MJF talking about CM Punk, but yeah, dude, do you want me to say it real quick? Yeah, yeah. If you remember, go for it. Yeah, well, he said, "Well, you like comparing yourself to Rodney Piper." He's like, "Well, unlike you, Rodney Piper was talented enough to main event a WrestleMania." That's right, and, and then uh, that, and then, then that led into <laughs> um, Punk, you know, talking about, you know, you think the grass is greener on the other right side. Here. Yeah, uh, he says you think the grass is green on the other side. You know, go over there. What he said, main event a four night uh, or half off like four night pay per view buyout. Yeah, something like that. He was roasting WWE. Buy one get one free. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, yeah, he's the man. Main event night four on a buy one get one extravaganza. There we go. <laughs> crowd was into it i thought it was funny um so but during that their promo and then after that sorry real quick just um after that line he actually said then they'll release you quicker than you last in the sack that's (laughs) right it's another thing and they release people that day (laughs) god um yeah that was that was the icing on the cake for that joke but at the end of their whole segment um they scheduled Punk versus Wardlow for next week. So I believe that's going to be Dynamite this coming Wednesday. Punk versus Wardlow. It's going to be a good match. Yeah, hopefully, you know, Wardlow doesn't squash him. Like he's, I mean, I don't think they'll do that to Punk, but you never know. Maybe I mean, this is the match where Wardlow... Maybe this is the match where Wardlow finally is like, all right, Sean Spears, who sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming up he's coming up don't worry Tim. and then oh it was awful this week on dynamite when he came out and did his like first of all he shaved his face so i was like who is this guy and then he came out <laughs> he and shaved he, his face he started doing his like like he like 
has pleasure from like using the chair. You guys know what I'm saying. He does. We'll get into it. Pleasure. We'll get into it. Um, but he's speaking like, of ter- back, he's like, oh. Speaking of terrible, uh, we have Jericho in the ring after this um, for the first time on TBS since 1999, and 2.0 comes out. Jericho is saying, having the crowd chant "Pinhead" and "Squarehead" back and forth. Um, oh my God! He's, he calls them Terrence and Philip from South Park. Um, and then Jericho gets attacked, and Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston come out to help. I don't know why they think this squarehead stuff is funny. I don't get it. Jericho can Jericho do a lot does. better. That's it has to be him. <laughs> it has to be. What was up with the die? Jo- what was up with that die job, though? Oh, again. I don't know. You want to do another analysis? Yeah. So last then? last week oh, yeah, we so were talking. Last... Tim was talking about CM Punk's hair, and now we'll get into Jericho's hair. <laughs> Tim, the floor is all yours. It's become a weekly segment. It's going to become <laughs> yeah. So. Our new, it's we're gonna have a new collapsible segment, meaning that we're not gonna do it all the time. It's gonna be uh, uh, hair uh, WTF hair of the week. Uh, so last <laughs> week was CM Punk's half undercut, half bad skin fade, half blended skin fade. It looked better this uh, week, and then this week is gonna. No, it grew out. It grew yeah. out a little bit. I saw it was still disconnected on one side. He needs to get that fixed. <laughs> but the skin, his hair grows fast. He's good. <laughs> Um, so the, God, this segment is ridiculous. All right. So, uh, Jericho's hair this week had some sort of, he died, it. he died it stain he and it stained it. his scalp. It stained his, did. yeah, it stained his scalp and it was showing through. All right. So listeners of the show, if you dye your hair, okay. <laughs> One of the things that you can do if you don't have any uh, color remover, which most people, most normal people don't, it's very harsh on your skin. So if you have sensitive skin, do not do this. But if you have stains on your scalp, if you wet a paper towel with Windex, kind of scrub that on there, it will get the color off. But only use that in desperate situations like Chris Jericho having a gigantic brown stain on his forehead on live TV. Unless you're going on national TV. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Then do that. Then scrub that off as good as possible. This has been the WTF hair <laughs> segment of the week. All right, moving on. I'll put in some like, you know, a song for this. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so after the Jericho segment, we had, I don't know if we should call him the Undisputed Era. I think they're going to end up going by the name Paragon. I'm not sure, but they're backstage. They're talking about um, Jake Atlas and Adam Cole's upcoming match with him on Rampage this week. Um, and he makes a joke that he'll send him back to Florida or to Orlando. Because if you didn't know, Jake Atlas, who was making his television debut this week on Rampage against Adam Cole, used to also be on NXT's Black and Gold brand. Not 2.0. But he was one of the releases over the many releases last year. Um, But we'll get into him and Adam Cole later. After this backstage segment, we had Wardlow versus someone named Antonio Zambrano. Um, Never heard of him. Sean, I feel bad for him. Sean Spears hurts Antonio before the match even starts. Uh, winners Wardlow in quick fashion. He was like shivering. He was like, 
He was grabbing the chair and shivering. He was like, oh. <laughs> I'm the chairman. Uh, um, I'm the chairman. I'm the chairman. So Wardlow beat him in quick fashion, uh, as he has been doing to some of these more jobber guys. But uh, I don't know. I mean. He, he did five power bombs this time. Five. I thought MGF didn't want him to do any more. He didn't want him to, you know, do the, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, finally though, he's going to be wrestling Punk, which isn't a jobber, so that'll be a nice change of pace. Um, after that match, though, we had a match. I think we were all looking forward to. It was Dude, Jade. Bro, Car- don't use the term. Don't use the term jobber, bro. Okay, it's enhancement talent, right? <laughs> and if you use the, it's not that company. If you use the word jobber, which is an inside term, dude, you're you're a freaking mark, okay? Like you're a mark, dude. Because you've never spent one second inside the ring, bro. This All is right? true. You don't even know what you're talking about. All right. I, pro- I apologize. <laughs> All right, keep going, bro. So the next match, <laughs> the next match, I think we were all looking forward to. It was Jade Cargill versus Ruby Soho for the uh, TBS Championship. Um, winner was going to become the first ever TBS champion. Uh, before, or I think right when the match starts, it might have been before the bell even rang, Mercedes Martinez comes out, and then right after, Thunder Rosa comes out to, I guess, kind of stop her from getting involved in the match. But I don't even know why it happened. They were in and out very quickly. Um, I thought it was a good match. I, I'll say it again, guys. I called it. I called it coming down to these two. And I called that Jade Cargo would win the whole thing, and she did. Uh, she's still undefeated in singles did I competition. Not? I thought I also. I think everyone I pretty much. I definitely also said that. No, Jeremy called yeah, Ruby, I believe. I don't know. Tim, you just bandwagged on. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I knew all along, man. I knew no, all along. No, yeah, I, I got it wrong, though. I, I had, I, like, I'm wearing Ruby's Zoho shirt right now, anyway, yes. so I picked her, but she lost. Um, but I thought it was a good match. Jeremy, where um, did you uh, where did you get the uh, the the ruby shirt? On uh, AEW's uh, shop or shop AEW. Which, when you type that in, actually, it'll take you to prowrestlingtees dot com, and if you want to, <laughs> you can get one of these shirts right here. If you're watching us on YouTube, prowrestlingtees dot com backslash pw fan. Thank you. All right, continue. Uh, I thought it was a. G- I had a feeling you were doing that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, I thought it was a good match. Um, I thought, you know, they went the right direction. I thought Jade should have won um, after all this time. Yeah, people give her crap for still being green compared to some of the other women's wrestlers. But, I mean, she's got the look. She's got everything about her that she looks like a champion. She's just going to get better over time. Those are my two cents about that. How about you guys? And that finish, too, that finish I thought was... Like it was kind of botched because she I was believe. trying to do it from the top rope, the very top yeah. rope. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. It was supposed to be from the very top rope, and I think she realized she couldn't do it from there. So then she went down to the second one, which is, I mean, that's an experienced wrestler does that. You know, like just makes it easier on themselves and just gets the finish. And I still look, I, I still look good. It was kind of botched, but still it's good. just Ruby's legs weren't fully extended, so her knees kind of like hit the ground first rather than yeah. like coming down flat but what do you guys think yeah. of the match uh think of the winner was it the right choice yeah i thought it was the right choice um 
Jade also like just has her like a presence about her too. Just when she comes out, she's definitely a star. So I know I know she like you like you said, Andy, she's still green in the ring, but her overall like character is you know, stands out way more than basically any other woman on the roster right now. She walks out like she owns the place. I mean, like her presence is just champion. She carries herself like she is a champion already. Well, first of all, she's represented by the best lawyer in pro wrestling, Smart Mark Sterling. (laughs) But who got ejected from ringside uh, during the match. (laughs) It was unfair. (laughs) Uncalled for. Um, but no, Jade is great. And I've talked many times about how literally she has the aesthetic of like in your mind, if you close your eyes and you're like, okay, like professional wrestler who is like a strong female, like that's kind of like, like what I picture in my head and she has a presence to her and she's awesome. So yeah, it was the right thing to do. Here's the thing. Ruby can lose and she has sympathy with the audience where and she still has respect with the audience because they know her, they know her background, they know she came from NXT. So she her losing in my opinion, if I was I'm going to ride a line here that I don't like to do as a fan, but if I was booking the show, I in my head Ruby can lose. It doesn't affect her as much as as Jane or as Jade having this huge build. She's been slowly building, 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 and then she loses at the end. She can't lose. She has to win. Like that's to cement her. Now she can lose. You know what I mean? Because yeah. she has hit the mountaintop. Yeah. So even if she loses from here on out, like kind of people she's looked at in a certain way. Like she's already been the the champion. Yeah. So I think now that she has reached the mountaintop when she does lose, it's not going to affect uh, kind of the buzz that she has where right now, if you build somebody over a year, even more at this point, and then they finally get to this match and then, they're supposed to be this like monster character and then they lose. It's like, eh, deflated. It seems yeah. like it's cut off too. It's deflated. It's cut off too early. Yeah. It's not ready to reach the crescendo yet. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. I mean, like you said, Ruby could lose and it wouldn't hurt her, but Jade losing that definitely the credibility is gone there. But now that she's champion and she's shown that can, she can be champion. You know, she's already cemented that part of her career, and now she can lose. So, good decision on AEW, I feel like. Yeah, it's nice to see her daughter at ringside, too. I think with see, having the daughter at ringside, it's like, uh, I know she's winning already <laughs> with the, <laughs> right, with the yeah. daughter at ringside. But uh, moving on, though, we had a, we had an interview with JR uh, interviewing Serena Deeb. Still about Hikaru Shida. They're going to have a match this upcoming Dynamite. I think even JR was like, is this like your guys' like fourth or fifth match? <laughs> yeah. It's, JR's it's, it's, so uh, see, like under, JR's like so sassy, but like he keeps it, some of the times he's like out very like out in the open with it, like especially on commentary. Dude, I just have to add this in. It was a tag match. I think it was the one where Ray Phoenix got hurt 
and he was like, he was like, hey, <laughs> I think he said something on commentary like, I think the ref uh, is being a little too lenient with, like yeah. he was like, because they were in the ring for so long, it was like twenty seconds. Yeah. And, he was uh, like, they, he needs to get some of these people out. <laughs> yeah, and finally, Jr. just couldn't take it anymore. He had to like say something <laughs> about it. I just started. He he put these subtle, hilarious things, and like if you know enough about wrestling, and you hear him say it, like, dude, it is some of the funniest stuff. He's just a straight shooter when it comes to. It. He's like, look, I'm gonna tell you what I think, and if I don't like the match, I'm just gonna shut well, up. If on he doesn't like, well, literally, if he doesn't like something, he'll just stop talking. You just hear him go completely quiet. Yeah, he just doesn't talk at all. And then it's just Excalibur doing saying all the moves. Yeah, and then you <laughs> Shabani yelling. And you just JR won't say anything at all. He just sits there. <laughs> so <laughs> so after that interview, we had a, a match. It was Malachi Black versus Brian Pillman Jr. Uh winner was Malachi Black. Could have seen that from a mile away. Um match was it was whatever. It was nothing special. But uh at the end, I think Malachi goes to attack. Pillman and then the Lucha Brothers come out. Um, so that will—they're just going to stay out there till their main event, pretty much. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but they come out, they they come out, and then the lights go out when they're on the ramp and Malachi's in the ring. Oh, and they—and I'm like, okay, this is probably when like Brody Brody King is debuting, yep. and then they come back on and they switch positions. I'm like, <laughs> okay, magic. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Malachi's at the yeah. top of the ramp, and they're in the ring. They're like, what happened? Mystical. They do a lot of the turning the AEW lights on AEW has this off. thing with lights. Yeah. yeah. yeah we just, there you go, ditto, man. We just said it at the same time. I said they got a weird thing with yeah. turning the lights on and off. Well, we'll get into lights going out. <laughs> I know they do it, so it's like... We'll get into lights going out during this main event. But, uh, if you guys remember what happened. Um, <laughs> so, after that, we have uh, Ruby backstage... Uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter and Rebel interrupt and attack her. Rio comes up and uh, helps her out because um, in a few days, Rio is going to go up against Britt Baker at Battle of the Belts. Um, after that, though, we have QT Marshall. Or is it Marshall? I don't know. I always say it differently on TV, I feel like. <laughs> it doesn't matter. QT Marshall and is backstage talking about Hook. Because Hook's having a match with Aaron Solo, who I believe was also backstage with QT Marshall. And their match will take place on uh, Rampage as well. But the main event of the show was Lucha Brothers versus Jurassic Express for the uh, Tag Team Championships. During the match, um, I wanted to point out the lights go out and they just come back on. And there's really no reason for it. That was... During Lucha Bros finisher, I think, right? Because they had uh, what Jungle Boy up. I don't even remember. I just all I remember, I wrote this down. I was like, momentum lost, but it came back. But it was just like, you know, everyone's into the match, and then this thing happens, and there's no explanation for it. It's just like, what? What was the point of it? I don't know. It was just, it was more. That's it just weird. made everyone like confused. I feel like, um, Ray Phoenix yeah. gets choke slammed through a table, and it looks like he breaks his arm, but he didn't. But it turned out he did get injured in some way, but no broken bones. So he's going to be out for a little bit. But uh, Jungle Boy rolls up. Um, I forget what kind of roll-up it is. 
I forget what kind of roll up it is, but Jungle Boy does it all the time where he pops up high and then comes back the down. Star and... Wars fans in here. <laughs> and uh, he he rolls up Penta for the win. And your new champions for the first time ever are Jurassic Express. Um, afterwards, though. And Jungle Boy had wet hair. Yes, Tim. Jungle Boy had <laughs> wet. wet hair. That's what I'm That's talking about. That's why he went. Winners tough. have wet hair. Um, but winners the, have wet hair. After the match, soon, t-shirt soon on prowrestlingtees.com. Want to be a winner? Wet your hair. Um, after the match, though, wet a lot hair. A lot, but not all of the tag teams in the men's division come out and staying at the top of the ramp. You know, eyeing down Jurassic Express, basically like the, you know they all want a piece. Of them, you know, there's no young bucks who I think were out that week. Um, I think one of them's sick. Um, there was no proud and powerful. It just there's a couple teams missing. They showed Jericho in the stands, um, which was super random. Like they're showing all these tag teams, and they're like, awkward they're showing, and Jericho just looks up, and he's like, "What's up?" <laughs> like, and then they show Malachi Black in the stands. <laughs> like that was confusing too. Maybe he he popped up yeah, there yeah. secretly or something, and then they also show show like, Santana in the stands by himself. I don't know, and that's how the I show don't went want off. Want a picture Malachi Black? <laughs> I don't want to see Malachi Black sitting in the stands like watching wrestling. That's again, like when we talked about when he was wearing the the Dick Sporting Goods shorts. It's like, dude, you're supposed to be like <laughs> supernatural and spooky. Like if you're just chilling in the audience watching wrestling, I'm like. <laughs> Like okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Would Undertaker, not American Badass Undertaker, would Undertaker, <laughs> would they ever do like him, like sitting in the bleachers, like, like watching, like just yes, out of character, like, just like observing huh. this match? That would, that would never happen. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. Well, that wrapped up Dynamite. It's a mystique. Uh, yes, it's a mystique. exactly. Especially with a guy like Malachi, I mean Jericho's one thing, but like yeah, like when he but, be, when he gave when he became uh, Andrade's tag team partner for like a couple of weeks, I was like, oh, this sucks. I don't yeah, like this. Right. Well, that, and also it was just awkward too. It was Jericho within the stands, and they have the camera on him, and like he like looks up at it, and then he starts clapping like, oh right, I'm supposed to be like, yeah, congratulations. He <laughs> was like daydreaming. I'm like He's what like, is happening with this? Well, that that wraps up dynamite. Um. Let's get into SmackDown from this week. There's a couple of things that went down. Um, one, I know you guys aren't going to like, but show opened up with Roman in the ring, um, you know, talking about how he missed day one and um, I believe how he, I believe he talks about how Brock won, but he also says, you know, if I never had to see Brock or Paul again in his life, you know, ever or ever again, he didn't want to ever see him. And then as he's saying that, Lesnar's music hits. Um, both men, Paul and Brock, that is, come down. They have a little back and forth. Um, in the beginning of it, Paul Heyman's about to do his you know typical shtick. And he's like, ladies and gentlemen, blah, blah, blah. But instead, Brock grabs the mic and impersonates Paul Heyman. He goes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I thought it was very out of character. I thought it was really <laughs> funny, though, of Brock to do that. Um, but he does the whole reigning, defending kind of thing. He says that speech. Um, and then he also 
you know, in a way challenges Roman, you know, he says champion versus champion. He's like, he's like, everyone wants it, you know, kind of thing. Um, and then Paul Heyman randomly gets in like a back and forth with Roman. I think Roman says something negative towards Paul and Paul's like, how can you say that after everything I did for you? You know, I got you into that match that got you the championship. Brock tells him to like, shut up. And then something similar to that happens again. Brock tells him to shut up. And this time while Brock's distracted, Roman uh, Superman punches Brock and then gets out the ring. Um, I still think that the, the, the saga of Brock and Roman isn't over or not Brock and Roman, Paul and Roman, the, uh, the wise think, man and the high chief. Yeah. You think I he's still, still working for Roman? There. <laughs> I think it could all be a ploy. Well, <laughs> we sh- we shall see. Um, a little bit after this, though, Adam Pierce is backstage and is talking to Sony Deville and says, "You know, Brock has an opponent for the Rumble. It's Lashley. We need to find someone by the end of the night for Roman." Um, and so he's like, "I got a couple of ideas I want to bounce off of you. So we'll find out at the end of the night who his opponent is. But before then, Johnny Knoxville is at SmackDown and says he wants to get into the Rumble." And after Sami's match, Sami Zayn that is, Knoxville comes out and tips Sami Zayn over the uh, the ropes. And then all of a sudden the announcer goes, Johnny Knoxville has officially been entered into the Royal Rumble. So thanks for taking up a spot, Johnny, for a, a wrestler. I'm sure you're going to do great. Dude, why yeah. not have... Why not have the Kool-Aid man enter the Royal Rumble? <laughs> or Ronald McDonald? Right. This is all... You know, it's coming through the wall. It's all because Jackass Forever dude, is coming is all, out. No, they he just will take... Look, WWE, dude, is just like a giant commercial. They'll just take whatever money. Like, you know, I'm why, why how come uh, Tom Holland doesn't uh, run in the Royal Rumble with the Spider-Man costume on? You know, <laughs> I'd rather have him, yeah, man. Like, I would just, rather yeah. have that. That's what I'm saying, though. It's Remember like, when they did the zombies? Oh, God, we don't God, talk about I the forgot. zombies. I try to block that out of my mind. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I'm like, dude, like, this is so dumb. <laughs> it's anything for a promotion. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, dude, Jackass Four is gonna be huge. Let's take some money. Which, look, I get. It's just like, do you have no integrity? And guess what? The answer is no, <laughs> dude. Don't no, forget. Don't. don't forget the egg. All right. Oh, my <laughs> Vince Vince could sell the egg and then not Stole my egg. egg. Well, hey, during the PG era, during PG era, didn't they have celebrities like every week, like just come in? That was awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had that guest. Uh, was it GM or whatever it was? Yeah, freaking Wolverine and or something like that. Yeah. Honestly, Hugh Jackman was like one of the better ones, and that's the scary. Like, I think he hit someone in the face. Good, I think he like, punched someone in the face. It was better. Than- yeah, he threw a pretty good punch. Yeah, if I remember I correctly. I think he, uh, well, he, he I think it was Jericho. Was, he, he tagged with Ryder. Oh, yeah. oh, and he actually did something. Um, Dude, it was, yeah. it was horrible. Well, speaking of that, Royal Rumble. That was Rumble, a bad era. Yeah, we don't have to talk about it anymore. <laughs> speaking of the Royal Rumble. <laughs> You're like, moving on. Yep. Speaking of the Royal Rumble, though, they announced uh, 19 women so far for the Women's Royal Rumble. Some of them uh, kind of surprised me. Um, we have Summer Rae coming back after all this time. 
Um, both of the Bella Twins are going to be in it. Um, Lita's going to be in it. But one in particular that's going to that's going to be in it that's super weird that they're doing it. And Jeremy, you texted about this is Mickey James. Who's the impact champion right now? What? Like, I, I only feel like they're doing it because she's like a WWE wrestler. Like that's where she's from. Like if it was any other impact champion right now, I don't think they would have let them in. It's just, or, or they're is trying to make impact be the, they're trying to make impact be the big company and not AEW. Inject it with his own lethal dose of poison. Dose of bad <laughs> writing. <laughs> so what were you going to say Tim? What's the reason? No, like the same thing, basically the same thing like is this like a way to like kind of like, if I'm just keeping it real, is this, like, a way to, like, fuck with AEW a little bit? You know what I mean? Like, it's just weird. I, I swear, like, be, they, act like they, they act like AEW is no big deal, but they do shady things to, like, yeah. to mess with them. I swear, yeah. like, they do, like, like just as a fan, like, when I'm watching on both sides on social media and, like, decision-making, especially, what was it, like, Three four months ago, they decided to extend the show a half hour, just to like mess with. Yeah. And look, I know Tony got sassy back on Twitter, and like he has his own yeah. issues with Twitter. But yeah. uh, you need to stop doing a couple of lines before he goes on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you find at least you said it. I'm always the bad guy, and like said, have the harsh perspective. <laughs> but at least you said it, and I didn't have to. <laughs> um, he was like, he's like. All these, all these uh, executives are brown. And then what did he say? Rampage tonight. <laughs> it's not not he's good. Like, not good. He's like, no holds bar match. Rampage tonight. I'm like, okay. It's like, okay, dude. All right. All of a sudden, it kicked in. Apparently. <laughs> all right, guys. Um. So at the end of the night, though, um, the main event was the Usos versus the New Day. But after that was finished, it they show Roman backstage, and you hear a knock on the door. And according to Tim, it was the Shield. Uh, like you know, it went. <laughs> it went. And then Roman was like, "Come in, come in." And camera pans back, and it's Seth Rollins laughing. So it looks like Rollins versus Roman is going to happen at the Rumble. Which, look, I love, but to me, all this shows is that they couldn't find anyone that is believable to go up against Roman on SmackDown. Because SmackDown has no real stars. All the star powers on Raw, and you had to everyone. You had to grab someone from Raw <laughs> because you didn't build anyone up. Like, and I, I love this match. I don't know, but like forty people. Now, this yeah. brings me to something I'd read today. I know the original rumor was that Biggie was supposed to win the original Day One match, but no, the original winner was supposed to be Seth Rollins, and Rollins was supposed to wrestle someone at Mania, and. Roman and Brock were supposed to wrestle each other at Mania. So, 
if something happens and Seth does win the title, maybe a Paul Heyman screw job, something, then you could get it back on track to where it's Roman and Brock at Mania for a championship. And then Rollins is back to have his own match. I kind of hope it goes that way. But what do you guys think? If After they wanted they to get it back. No, I'm going to let... Actually, no, Jeremy, you, you yeah. go ahead first, buddy. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I didn't think about that. Um, I was just going to say the thing before when you were like, well, they fired half of people on SmackDown was that the creative team was probably like, what about this person? Like, no, nah, they're fired. No, they're this, this person. Like, no, they're gone. I haven't been here in months. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's actually a good idea because I feel like they could just turn it around as in the W title for Brock and Roman, and then then the winner, Seth the winner of the Rumble, would go to Seth for whoever they're gonna he's gonna face. Yeah, so then they're back on track with their original storyline. I think that makes sense. Yeah, how many? It's uh, a crazy way to get there. This is like Sorry. kind of a side note, but it pertains to what we're talking about. How many times have they done? I'm talking singles for the title. How many Roman times have they Brock? done? Yes, at least six. At least ten. <laughs> <laughs> right? Probably. Honestly, is ten an exaggeration? Dude, it's re- it's probably okay, not a far I mean, off. Look, it's still. It's, it still garners. Yeah. But this is a different Roman. I like this Roman a lot better. But what I'm I like this Roman is... a lot better. I want to see this Roman against Brock, not the yeah, old it's Roman. It's a different. Yeah. So okay, so that's kind of that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. So I've been watching a lot of like I always do a lot of old wrestling, but right now for whatever reason I keep watching the series of The Rock versus Stone Cold matches. And everybody remembers the three WrestleMania matches. But then there's like another one that's, um, gosh, I can't remember if it's, it's old. It's for the, they have a match for the Intercontinental Championship, but it's not a WrestleMania. So that's four right there. So to me, this is almost like the modern day rock and uh austin because it's the two biggest guys it's brock and roman and they're really there's different incarnations of the rock over the years so like the rock you know his first couple matches against stone cold he's more one way and then he becomes a bigger and bigger bigger star and that's kind of where i see roman right now where he's in his best incarnation of himself i agree Although we've seen this match, even though we've seen this match a few times, it's almost like it's a different match because Roman's a completely different character than he was before. So it somehow still feels new. Well, we'll just have to see where it goes. I mean, Rumble's coming up, so if they pull the trigger on that, um, on him losing the belt to Rollins, then, you know, I definitely see them going in that direction with Brock and Roman. So we're just going to have to wait and see. But that wrapped up SmackDown. Up next, we had uh, Rampage from this week, and there's two things I want to talk about in particular, and it's really just two matches. 
The opening match was really good. It was Adam Cole versus Jake Atlas. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. Um, Jake Atlas is really good. Uh, he hurt his knee during it, though, and at the end, when Adam Cole went for the Panama Sunrise, um, Jake Atlas couldn't uh, move to do, or he couldn't do the flip to do the move, so you know, they had to improvise on the fly, and uh, Adam basically did a submission to uh, Jake Atlas's knee and tapped him out, but I just thought the match was really good, and if you haven't seen it, you know, go back and watch it. Both guys were from NXT before, and I think they wrestled before then, but I don't remember Jake Atlas wrestling like this or being this, you know, this good and smooth in NXT. Maybe they tamed him down a little bit or something, but he was really good. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to be an AEW mark, and, like, you know, I try to keep it fair on the show, but if you were a black and gold NXT fan and you don't want to watch AEW because you're so loyal to the WWE product, guess what, dude? You're missing all the best NXT stars. You want to watch your guys? Turn on the other show. It's crazy how many people are loyalists and they will only watch one wrestling product. It's like you're not even a pro wrestling fan. You're a WWE fan. Like if you exactly, won't actually yeah. watch another show because it's crazy to me. Yeah. Hey, WWE is the one that released these guys, or half of them at least. They, yeah, it's like they fired them. They're like, oh, I can't support them. And it's like, what? What are you talking about? Um, yeah, Jeremy, you see this match? Did you like it? Yeah, this is awesome. I didn't expect it from... I mean, I guess I didn't really see Jake Atlas that much in NXT. He wasn't uh, on too much, it, yeah. Or, or I just couldn't remember how good he was. Um, but yeah, this, this was an amazing match to start off uh, Rampage. Yeah. I didn't really expect it. Um, the second thing I wanted to get into was, <laughs> I feel like we're just going to be doing like his 10th match, his 20th match, Hook's third match <laughs> was on Rampage this week against Hook, against Aaron Solo. Team I'm still Hook forever, dude, big fan Hook. still. Now this match, um, Aaron Solo seemed to have Hook. given him, Aaron Solo seemed to give him the most trouble out of any opponent he had so far, but you know, still good, still tossing guys um like they're nothing but afterwards someone came out and i'm trying to think oh qt marshall got in the ring and hook just tossed the shit out of him like he was nothing qt marshall's a big guy dude he sucks and he just he just flipped him and then got out of the ring you know stone face and just walked off but it's great i'm a big fan of hook i can't wait for and we'll cover his fourth match when it happens (laughs) <laughs> um but that that's all i wanted to talk about Dude, that that pop that he gets already yeah i mean the music barely starts and everyone's yeah, like, a huge pop that he gets yep um but that wrapped up rampage this week though we had a show on saturday and it was battle of the belts it was an hour long show and just wanted to go through the three matches uh quickly so it was it opened with dustin rhodes versus sammy guevara for the tnt championship if you all didn't know, it was interim. It was yeah. It was supposed to be Cody defending it, but Cody got COVID, and so uh, the winner of this match was going to become the interim TNT uh, champion until Cody gets back. That was actually a pretty good match. This is like the third time they've wrestled each other. Both have uh, won over one another uh, win wise, but in the end, Sammy is holding gold again for right now. 
Um, so we'll have to see where it goes. I still don't think you should have ever taken it off of him. I thought it was too soon, especially, you know, someone like him, but I don't know. Um, yeah, how do you guys feel about Sammy having the belt again, though? I mean, then you would have just gotten this dusted. This literally feels like it's Sammy holding it for Cody. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So that means we're going to get yet another uh, Sammy. Well, after this match, um, Daniel Garcia ran in the ring and started shit with Sammy. And so now they're going to have a match next week for the title. So I don't know when Cody's coming back, but until then, he's going to be having a TNT championship match with Cody. Uh, after this match, we had second match of the night. There was only three on the show. It was Ricky Starks versus Matt Seidel for the uh, FTW title. I believe this is the first time Ricky Starks has wrestled in a long time. Uh, I don't know if he's not injured anymore, but... You know, they've been keeping him on the show through, like, commentary and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it was good to see him back in the ring. Um, I thought the, yeah. match was, the match was all right. But he, he won in the end and retained his uh, FTW title. And then Dante Martin ran out and uh, kind of fought off Hobbs and him because Ricky went to attack uh, Matt Seidel. But, uh... I'm wondering, since it's been so long since he's been in the ring, I mean, how were, were you guys staying with Ricky Starks? Did you like him? I know he hasn't been, you know, wrestling in a while, but I liked him before. I thought his character is great. He's an asshole. So, yeah, I really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Um, he, uh, yeah, he's a great talker. I mean, he's really good on commentary on uh, Rampage. And, yeah, I just hope, hopefully he gets like featured more on Dynamite or even Rampage, either one. I feel like he's back now to wrestling, yeah. so maybe he will be. How about you, Tim? I see something there, you know? Yeah, I see something there. There's a lot of young guys that, you know, like we were just talking about Hook. I'm. It's all too something there. I don't know what it's... I haven't got... you. Have, we, it's not fair, though, because we haven't... You know, he got injured. Obviously, he's charismatic. Obviously, he can be a good heel. Um, just want to see him wrestle more. And it's a sh- I mean, neck inj- neck injuries are scary, man. I'm glad he's okay, and that he's still able to continue to be a pro wrestler and make a living being a pro wrestler because that's intense. Um, our final match of the night was Riho versus Britt Baker for the uh, AW Women's Championship. Britt Baker, I don't think, had ever beaten Riho one-on-one before. I think that was kind of the story that was being told. Um, good match, but in the end, Britt Baker tapped out uh, Riho. So, um, and still champion, Britt Baker. So, we'll see who her next feud is is with, unless they just keep this Riho stuff going. Hopefully, Thunder Rosa. I'd like to see that again, yeah. I enjoyed that feud. How about you, Tim? It feels like AEW has some like unsettled things. Well, yeah, hang on. I'm not actually. I just want to. I want Jeremy to finish this thought. Jeremy, what were you saying? No, I was going to say that AEW has some unfinished like feuds. It feels like like Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Like they separate them out because they're going to, uh, you know, push it towards the you know, next year or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it feels like it's been long enough now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, I'm. I can't say much. I mean, they're. Their di- that division has come such a long way since the start of the 
season one of AW, if that's what you want to call it. Oh my god, for sure. I mean, the, it's it's grown exponentially, man. And uh, the the amount of talent there now compared to what was there um, is completely night and day. I feel like. But um, that wrapped up Battle of the Belts, you know. Uh, I thought it was a cool little thing that they had done, but um, it was only an hour long, so it was, you know, a little extra wrestling for throughout the week, you know. Got a little bonus. I thought it came at, like, a time when I was, like, too busy. What do you mean? Like, the... Like they didn't like hype it up enough. Like no. at a time where I was like, yeah, yeah, it, it was. They switched to TBS and all of that was going on. Yeah, they kind of it was like a little bit thrown together all of a sudden. Um, but I I enjoyed it. You know, I'd like to see that kind of thing again. Just a little one hour show of, you know, just the champions or whatever. You don't have to make a whole pay per view out of it like Night of Champions. But <laughs> um, yeah, so that <laughs> that wraps up uh, everything. I you know. I felt like we should all talk about this week, guys. All right. Well, if that wraps up what you got to say, I think that about wraps up the show. I just want to say before we end here, you know, it's our first time doing a full video. So if you are watching for the first time on YouTube, thank you guys so much. Uh, We really hope in 2022 that we can continue to make uh, fun wrestling content. You know, that's all we want to do. And maybe we'll do some watch alongs and, try other things but thank you for you know tuning in every single uh monday and it usually comes out around monday evening and if uh you know we just switched that semi recently so if you've been doing that thank you so much uh please follow us on twitter and instagram at the pw fan and now that you can see it if you want to follow andy's funko pop collection which you can see right behind him there look at that tower that's only part of it there i got a bunch to my left here only part of it. It's only it's, part of it. it's massive. If you're a collector, follow that page. Hey, thank you for listening and join us next week on the PW Fan Podcast. Bye bye.